Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Adorn Podcast. This is episode 101, and we got a lot to cover today. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. So, a lot to cover. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) So today, just to give you a little heads up, we're going to talk about a new partnership that we're super excited about, Um, and then... It'll make more sense as we go on, but we're going to talk a little bit about our heart behind this podcast and um, introduce ourselves a little bit more and talk about our summer. Yeah. So to start, what is this partnership? I know you guys are all like falling off your seat with excitement. <laughs> so um, to explain where how this started, we Casey and I taught that breakout at Proclaim Truth, which aired a, um, before we took a break on summer, so you may have listened to that. And at the end of that um, breakout, these two beautiful women came up to us and were like, Hey, we really um, enjoy what you guys are doing. We work for um, a ministry called PAO and we want to know if you like, if there's some way we could partner. And we're like, wow, that's really cool. And so we've kind of just been talking with them throughout the summer um, of what it would look like for us to partner and, and what PAO is and what they do is um, PAO stands for pro athlete outreach and they exist to unite a community of pro athletes and couples to grow as disciples of Jesus and positively impact their spheres of influence. That's um, kind of their, their vision statement. And so what we're going to do, which we're really excited about is we're going to continue to do what we do Mm -hmm. here on the show. Nothing's going to change as far as that goes. We're going to continue to walk through books of the Bible. Casey and I are really excited because we're going to walk through James and we get to slow down. So if you've been with us here before, we kind of have to go quick because we really, um, believe in teaching the full, you know, chapter full, um, book of the Bible. And so when we did Genesis, it was like, oh man, this is going to take us like three years. Yeah. And it yeah. didn't, we, you know, we were, able, but we had to go a little fast. Uh-huh. We didn't get to dive in as deep. And so we're really excited to take a smaller book and stretch it out mm-hmm. over um, 12 weeks and get to dive deep into some really um, beautiful truths that we can find in scripture. And so um, what the partnership looks like is we're going to do that. Um, and we're going to offer that to their uh, men and women or women, women who yeah. um, who do their Bible studies. They write Bible studies that then the pro athletes and their wives, they get together and they do Bible mm-hmm. study. And so this will just kind of be a supplemental tool for them. Um, do you feel like that's a fair way yeah, to describe yeah, that? Yeah, for okay. sure. And it was crazy whenever they came up to us at Proclaim Truth and they were like, would you like to partner? And we're thinking about going through James. Would James oh, yeah. be something you're interested in? Oh, yeah. And Aaron had actually texted me like last November. I went back to look at the month. It was November <laughs> of 2019 and was like, hey, what do you think about doing James next fall? And at the time like, I was like, that's so far away. Yeah, why are you even like, talking why about do you, Like, We got to plan Advent. We got to finish Matthew, yeah, yeah. throw a pandemic in there. Of course. <laughs> we didn't know that was happening but you know all the things and so I just had to shake my head when they when they asked about James I was like god you're mm-hmm. just so good he's just been in every single step of this podcast yeah. and um so we're like absolutely like let's do this together and so we're super excited about connecting with other women yeah. um in a whole different walk of life yeah. than we ever thought we would be connected with mm-hmm. and um so this is just a really cool opportunity and we're really excited so if mm-hmm. you're new to listen 
listening to the Adorn podcast. We are so, so excited that you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought we would give a little just overview of why we started the podcast and kind of our heart behind it. Um, and basically what you hear Aaron and I doing on the podcast is something we were doing in our regular life. Like mm-hmm. we love to talk about um, theology and doctrine and who God is and just scripture. Mm-hmm. And so my husband heard us doing that one day and was like, hey, y'all need to press record. Like y'all need to, you need to record this and get this out out there for other people to hear. And at first we kind of laughed and then Aaron being a seven was like, that's so <laughs> Sounds fun. And so we dove in. Seven, eight, which makes it like, oh, you're going to challenge me? You yeah. think I can't do yeah. that? Here we go. She's like, we are doing this. <laughs> and so um, that's how the Adorn podcast was born. And so our desire is to really just encourage women to cultivate a love for um, the word. And we also try to dispel common misconceptions, myths, and excuses when it comes to biblical literacy and theology. And we just really, really hope to ignite a desire for women to discover God's truth for themselves and mm-hmm. um, for people to realize that the Bible is for them and it's for now. Mm-hmm. We heard that in a Bible study we did, gosh, three or four years ago oh, now. That. And that just yeah. like really stuck with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that came from the She Reads Truth ladies who we absolutely love. But um, so anyway, that's kind of the heart of the Adorn podcast. And that's um, kind of, that's why we record week yeah. after week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's really good. It sums up exactly our heart and that, you know, like Casey said, we want everyone who's listening to not just take what we're saying as, oh, you know, they're a Bible teacher or whatever, but to really just discover the truths for themselves. And so that's why we're really excited about um, just doing the study of James for everyone, but also like for partnering Mm -hmm. because that's their heart as well. And so um, it's just a really, really cool to see the way God brings people together. Um, So nothing will change from our side of it. We'll continue to just you know, teach through the word. So, um, we're really excited about that. So if you are new here, um, we'll give just a kind of brief who we are. Um, that way, you know, if you're going to sit under someone's teaching or listen, like you kind of want to know a little bit about them so you can relate or, you know, you can just know who's talking. So Casey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I'm married to my high school sweetheart, Jonathan, and we've been married for 12 and a half years. We have three daughters. Cadence is 10. Lydia is eight and Juliana is four. We also had a baby boy, Isaac. Um, he was born in 2011 and he had trisomy 13. So he was only with us on this side of heaven for about two hours. Um, if you want to hear his whole story, I shared it on episode 14. So you can go back and listen to that. And I shared how, um, God was so good to us, um, even through that difficult time. Um, if you're an Enneagram person, I'm a two wing undecided. (laughs) I was talking to someone about this yesterday and I was like, it was a fellow two. Um, and I was like, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm a three. Sometimes I'm a one. Like I, I, I think I'm right there in the middle. Um, some of my favorite things are iced coffee, Mexican food, gardening. That's a new hobby mm-hmm. that I have absolutely just fallen in love with. There are so many, like, I understand now why Jesus used, like, gardening and farming and, yeah, and everything yeah. and so uh, many of his teachings because there are so many beautiful biblical lessons to be learned through that. Um, <laughs> and my vice is true crime or fake crime, podcasts, books, shows, anything, <laughs> which is so funny. If you meet me, you probably 
probably wouldn't think that, but <laughs> I guess that's my little dark side. Um, <laughs> I do have my bachelor's of science in nursing from Baylor. Um, I'm not practicing nurse right now. I stay at home with my little girls and we homeschool. Um, but college is really when God started to stir um, this love for theology inside of my heart and nothing gives me more than a, the, uh, nothing gives me more of an adrenaline rush than a good civil theological discussion <laughs> like even if I'm not um, agreeing with the person a hundred percent if we're having a like a civil, civil is the key conversation word, yeah. and um, I, I think part of that comes from I just love seeing others be as passionate mm, about the mm-hmm. Bible and about God as I am yeah so even if we even if we don't agree yeah. just seeing other people dive into God's word and and spend time studying um, just makes me so excited and so yeah that's, that's so a little funny. bit about me I agree with you 100% on that. I met with um, a new woman at our church at a coffee shop this week, and we were having this, like, really great discussion about, like, God's sovereignty and and decision-making and God's will. And I just was like, can you stop for a second? I just have to tell you how fun this is. Like, this is so so fun. fun. And she was like, I know. Because it was the first time I had ever really sat down and talked with her. And we're, like, going deep. And I was like, I love this. Like, this is so much fun. You're going to have to tell me who that is because I want to have a conversation with her. Oh, you love her. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So Casey and I are similar in the fact that we're both married to our high school sweethearts. Um, Both, you know... (laughs) love marriage it's like a passion Mm -hmm. um of both of ours so we have some episodes if you were to dig back um on marriage and that's just one of my like main heartbeats is like I really think God has a beautiful design for marriage and I just want everyone to um grow in their understanding of what that is because I think marriage is one of the ways that we can really glorify God and put the gospel on display that's a side tangent um (laughs) I could go on for hours about that. Uh, but I have three kids, um, Harper and Abby. I don't know why I said their names, but if you want to know what their names are. I said my kids' okay, names. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, they're six and a half. You have to say the half or yes, you get in trouble. Yes, um, They're in first grade. And then Mr. Reedsterman, he is eight months. He's sitting right next to us, so you might hear him from time to time. <laughs> he is so precious. He <laughs> is pretty darn cute. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, and so he's a lot of fun. It's crazy. The difference of having two versus having one. And so I, I've been really just like soaking up the baby phase. Cause with twins, you don't, you kind of, it's like a blur during the baby phase. So, um, that's been a lot of fun. Um, I am, if you're an Enneagrammer, I'm a seven, eight as Casey mentioned. So I like all things fun and adventure and challenge. Um, like I pretty much fit that mold mm-hmm. to a T which kind of bothers me. Like, you don't know me. You but don't I guess that's put the you eight. in a box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I work part-time for TGC and with the Gospel Coalition. And then I get to um, practice. Wim- practice? Was it a practice? I get to work also for my church part-time. <laughs> I feel like practice it's like a doctor. Like I'm practicing. I don't know. That came out weird. Um <laughs> But I obviously uh, talk before I think. You can <laughs> see that already. Um, and so I just, like Casey said, this podcast is like just such a gift because it allows um, so many things that I'm passionate about and feel burdened by, like biblical literacy and just giving women tools to um, meet with God. And so I'm so thankful for just this ministry and this opportunity um, to just be with all of you. Yeah. 
Did I miss anything important? Tell us some of your favorite things. Okay. Um, I love to play soccer and really any type of exercise, hiking, um, paddleboarding, um, you teach classes when gyms are open. Yes. Hi. Yes. That is <laughs> RIP. That is sad. Um, all the gyms are still closed out around here mostly, um, at least the ones I was teaching at. And so I haven't been able to teach group fitness classes, which is quite sad because I loved doing that. Um, f- other fun facts. I don't like coffee. Um, I know there's a few of you that agree with me on that one. But not, you like not tea. Casey. Yeah, tea. <laughs> yeah, not me. Um, I'm left-handed. I don't know. I'm trying to yeah. like pull random <laughs> things out now. Yeah. Super That's fun. Me. That's You're a fun person. Oh, I'm thanks. so thankful for the sevens in my life. <laughs> my husband's a seven too, so <laughs> they they keep me grounded. Okay, so um, at the end of our little breaks, um, usually in the summer, we kind of like to look back on the season and talk about what God has been teaching us mm-hmm. um, through that season. Mm-hmm. And this summer was Oof. very different. Um, summer. Yeah. The, the strangest summer of my entire life, <laughs> probably. Well, I feel like it's kind <laughs> of combined. Like, so normally you would say summer, but now it's like, feels like summer goes all the way back to March. Yeah, yes. It almost feels like we're doing like a pandemic recap because right. it's like, true, true. well, there's a, God's been teaching us a lot, but I don't know if it's like, when did summer when start? When did that start? When did <laughs> yeah. God start teaching that? Yeah. Yeah. So it was good in some ways because my summer since I was a kid have been busy, 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 mm-hmm. busy, usually with church stuff, usually with camps, camps and, and yeah. VBS and all different programs and this and that, especially yeah. when my husband was on um, staff at a church. Like, so this summer was really great to get to kind of just slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like a pandemic for somebody that has struggled for years and years and years with health anxiety is, mm-hmm. is really, really hard. Like I know this pandemic's been hard for everybody in their own um in its own way for sure but for me like health anxiety is something that I've really struggled with mm-hmm. and so um losing that control that I thought I had at all sure. over our health yeah. um has just really been a struggle and a battle um so I know God's still working on that. Like if Jonathan, when he edits this, he'll probably like be like, yeah, you haven't learned anything <laughs> about that yet because it isn't like I, I can't say that I have fully conquered, conquered yeah. or like even scratch the surface. Like it's a daily battle, mm-hmm. just giving that control over to God, mm-hmm. um, whether it's with my own health or with my kids, like making s- those decisions like everybody else is about. Yeah. Whether you should send your kids to school in person, whether mm-hmm. you should go here. I mean, even today, coming to the record this podcast, I'm not going to lie. Like, it crossed my mind. Like, I'm going to be sitting across the table from Aaron. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. What if I get COVID? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, and so it's a daily battle of yeah. just, like, giving that over to God. Um, But one really cool thing that I've seen this summer is um, God's heart for community. Mm-hmm. So at the first of this year, and I mentioned this on the podcast a couple of times, but um, it was kind of a lonely season for us because we had transitioned out of our church that we had been to at for nine years. And we were transitioning into a new church um, a new community and um, kind of just figuring out what that, what that looked like. And then like right as we were starting mm-hmm. to get, plugged in the pandemic hit and so naturally I kind of thought okay like I guess I'll find community once once this pandemic's over whenever that is which we initially thought you know yeah a couple weeks Easter (laughs) Easter and then Mother's Day and then Mm -hmm. Father's Day you know and it just keeps going and um 
so I was like, okay, like I'm just going to have to be patient. And so, um, but God like provided us community in the middle of a pandemic without us even seeking it out. Mm. Like it's just crazy the way he provided new friends and, and, um, just like true biblical community are, um, I'm in a small group now that meets over zoom and I've developed relationships with those ladies. And then we're, um, in a small group, like as a family that meets in someone's backyard. And like I said, this was not something that we sought out. Mm -hmm. This was something that God like clearly just like put in front Mm -hmm. of us. And so the fact that even during a pandemic, even when we're not seeking it out, like God provided that Mm -hmm. for us, it was just a reminder to me of, first of all, like nothing is impossible for him. Like my thought was, well, it's not going to happen because we have to social distance, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but God's like, "Uh uh-uh, like I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And second of all, he's like, my heart truly is for the body, mm-hmm. you know, and for believers to get together mm-hmm. and, and to um, be the local church mm-hmm. and to gather um, around my word and to um, be there for each other and hold each other accountable. And so I just saw really saw that um, about his heart this summer. Um, and so that that's just been really, really neat. And then I would say the last thing um, and probably the most important um, thing was just spending time. We spent time in the Psalms this summer, memorizing different Psalms. Mm -hmm. And um, I (laughs) am kind of a um, scripture memory failure, I feel like, because I have just gotten a few verses here and there Mm -hmm. memorized, but still hiding those words in my heart has just been huge. And it Mm -hmm. makes me think about um, Philippians four. I thought about this a lot this summer Four eight. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, mm. what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. And so, um, during this season, when everything in front of us is like, just, um, intense and like Mm -hmm. there's so much division and so much like you don't know what to believe like you don't know what's true and what's not true and um people are being so stinking mean to each other and there's just all this negativity in front of us all the time like meditating on scripture it's true it's honorable it's lovely it's holy you know it's righteous and those are the things that you should be meditating on and so um when you're memorizing scripture you have to focus Mm -hmm. like you can't be scrolling through Facebook and memorizing scripture. Like you have to focus. And so that is just a discipline that I have seen God really like say like, this is important. Um, and I've seen the importance of that in a way that I don't think I've seen before. So anyway, lots of words to kind of sum up how, how, um, God was, has worked in my life this summer. And I think these are lessons that like he'll continue, Mm -hmm. um, to be teaching me and, molding me to be more yeah. like Jesus. Every day. I love that. We think like, well, everything stopped, like all the businesses shut down, everything stopped, but it's like, God doesn't stop. No, like he's still teaching us, still drawing us near, still providing for us, you know, and his heart doesn't change. It goes right. back to what we talked about before about him being immutable. He never changes. Right. So he still has the same heart for mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. as he had pre pandemic. Right. Like he doesn't care about social distancing. It's still just as important to him yeah. now as it was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. I'm still like kind of processing one of the main things 
that I feel like he's teaching me. Um, so I don't know if I'll be able to summarize it super well on here, but I think something he's teaching me is proximity, like proximity matters. Um, and, th- and he's teaching me that in lots of different avenues. Cause I feel like same, like what you're saying with like community, and I don't mean literal proximity, like you need to be within six feet of yeah. me. Like <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying like like the the longing for corporate worship and the mm, longing yes. for meeting together, even if it's over Zoom. And Zoom sucks. I'm just gonna say that. Like not like the company itself, but <laughs> like just the fact that we're all digital and like I'm not a fan of it. So I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it. But at least it's better than not meeting at all. Um, or, you know, starting to meet again outside, we just had our first, um, chance to go to an indoor service last week and it was like so beautiful. And so just like proximity in that, like proximity amongst believers and how we're called to be, you know, one community and, and all that. So kind of what you're echoing, but also like proximity in the fact of, um, it, I started to recognize, I looked around at everyone around me and everyone looked and acted the same, like same season of life, same Mm -hmm. ethnicity, same everything, like our small circles. And I felt like the Lord was like, Hey, proximity matters. If you say you believe, you know, in heaven, there'll be every tribe, tongue and nation. And you pray, Lord, heaven, like thy kingdom come Mm -hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. Why doesn't it look around you what it's going to look like in heaven? Um, So I'm processing this still, and I don't exactly know, but um, I just think it's so, so cool because I've I've been praying. um, As we started preparing for James months ago, months and months ago, I started praying like, Lord, is there partiality in my heart? You know, we'll talk about that as we get into James. And if so, like make it aware to me. And and Mm. Lord, like, provide chances for me to display the fact that there's not partiality in my heart. Like bring people into my life that I might struggle with showing partiality to and help me to not. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause I'm oh, like, yeah. I don't show partiality, but I don't have a chance to even show partiality because yeah. everyone around me is the mm-hmm. same as me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I was actively praying like, Lord, provide people in different socioeconomic mm-hmm. situations than me. It, provide people who look different than me. Provide people of different ethnicities, people of different backgrounds, people of different cultures. And I can't even tell you how faithful he's been to that. Like, I cannot believe it. I was like talking to, like, I'm getting chills just talking about it right now. Like the way he's brought people, like the girl's teacher this year is Nigerian American and like speaks Nigerian. That's so cool. And is like, sorry, that's Reed. (laughs) Reed speaks Reed. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. And so I'm just like so excited that the Lord has just been really honoring like my prayer in that. And like, I think it's so beautiful. And so I know this is a hot topic issue and there's so many different like polarizing things that, that come to play when we talk about things like this. And I just like, I'm so excited that the Lord is showing like, you don't have to be extremely mm. one side or the other yep. right now. Like yep. continue to seek in prayer what God has for you um, when it comes to proximity. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that could be proximity as in like meeting at, at, in a small group or meeting as a church. It may not even have to do with ethnicity or yeah. race and things like that. But just like 
being in prayer over that, like the Lord just keeps putting proximity, 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 and like proximity matters and proximity breeds intimacy. And, Mm -hmm. and so I think like, that's one of the things the Lord's really been teaching me over the summer is like press into proximity when you want to pull away because things might Mm -hmm. be uncomfortable or you're not, you know, sure what it looks like for you to join a small group right now. Like you're saying, or you're sick of zoom or whatever, like lean in because proximity matters. It matters. And it just makes me think of in Hebrews 10, um, I'm going to read a little bit back, but starting in verse 19 of chapter 10, it says, therefore brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh. Since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts that are sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and bodies washed with pure water. So I'm going to read the next two verses, but before we go on, like to me, that's saying we are one because we are in Christ and we have access to God because what Christ has done. So our identity is in the fact that we are paid for by the blood of Jesus and we are one. And when we are one, we need to draw near, draw near to Christ, draw near to each other. Mm -hmm. Cause then the next verse in verse 23, it says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And it doesn't say gather with people who look just like you Mm -hmm. or gather with only believers or gather with only, you know, whatever, however you want to say that. But it says, let us gather because we're holding on to the confession of our hope. And I just think that's such a beautiful picture and it encourages us to keep pushing through that Zoom fatigue or, Mm -hmm. you know, keep seeking what God, what, you know, God is drawing you to draw near to, if that makes sense right Mm -hmm. now. So I feel like as I said, I don't know exactly um, how to like summarize what that means that God is teaching me because I still feel like I'm very much in the middle of it. But I feel like it throughout since all this, you know, summer and everything that's gone on, like I feel like that's something that God's really working something on. That's good. And I, I just love that because I remember several months ago you telling me like, Casey, like I look around me and everybody looks the same. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I change that? Yeah. I don't want to purposefully seek people out right, because right. of their ethnicity or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I want more diversity in my life. I mm-hmm. want it to look different. And we talked yeah. about that. I said, you know, I think praying for that is something mm-hmm. that God will honor. And so seeing mm-hmm. that happen in your life, that's just so beautiful. And I think that that's definitely one thing that he's been teaching me too, is just that power of prayer. Yeah. I think so many times like we kind of almost for like forget how important that mm-hmm. is and that things that may seem silly or trivial to us, mm-hmm. like God truly cares about it. Like the other night I was just telling God, like, Lord, like, I just, I'm tired of this. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm tired of Mm -hmm. the pandemic. I'm tired of things being so different and weird. Like, I need you to, like, you're talking about, like, to draw near. And I need to know you're there. And, I mean, the very next day, like, it was like everything just kind of shifted. Mm -hmm. And he just showed me, yes, I'm here. And I am Mm -hmm. working Mm -hmm. in very, very, very tangible ways. Even 
through this craziness, even through this crazy season that feels kind of hopeless and Mm -hmm. isolating. Mm -hmm. And I think that's crazy that he was teaching us both about like community Mm -hmm. and like proximity Mm -hmm. and being near to him and to people when we're supposed to be social distancing, you know, like I think that that's such a beautiful thing that just teaches us so much about his heart and about who he is. Mm -hmm. And, um, I love it. Like Mm -hmm. I get, I get chills too hearing you talk about it because I think it's, it's something that like you said, it's, it's kind of a hot topic right now, but I think as believers, we need to, um, stay, stay focused on, on God and where he has us Mm -hmm. and who he has in our lives and what his Bible says Mm -hmm. and just, you know, keep our eye on the prize, so to speak. And that's, and that's Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. All right. Next week we're kicking off James and we'll do like, you know, as we always do background information, introduction, Mm -hmm. key themes, that kind of thing. And we'll even cover the first verse. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobbs.